CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of New Money with Spencer in Solo. I'm Solo Cisse, and today we're going to touch upon a topic we hit on in the show a lot. We're going to talk about the creator middle class and what it's like to climb up the ranks. We're going to be joined by three up-and-coming influencers, including Jake Bain, Chef Hoppy, and Naya. So again, thank you guys for joining, and please enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm Solo Cisse. And this is New Money, brought to you by Coindesk. Today, we have three up-and-coming influencers. You know, since we have so many, I'm going to let them actually introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Naya. I work as an influencer, and I do things for my nonprofit organization. It's surrounded by basketball. I'm Jake. I'm a former Division I football player. I was one of the first openly LGBT Division I football players. And so now, uh, with my social media platform, I'm trying to encourage and inspire other athletes who are still in the closet to come out and be themselves. What's up, what's up? It's your boy, Chef Javi, checking in. I'm a celebrity chef doing my thing in the DFW area. Follow me on the gram, at Chef Hoppy underscore. As you can see, right, <laughs> Chef Hoppy by far has the most personality out of anybody we've had on the show so far. I haven't had a chance for you to cook for me yet, so. That's a problem. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. In general though, guys, at what point did you guys realize you wanted to be creators or, or influencers? I would definitely say once brands kind of started reaching out to me, I definitely took interest and I started going to things and promoting different brands. And that's when I realized I enjoyed it and I wanted to do that. For me, I think it was probably right around my senior year of high school when I started to come out, just start being more open about my sexuality. I started to get a lot of attention, just being one of the first football players to, I guess, come out um, at the time. And then after I went on the Ellen show, that's kind of what I guess, broadened my ability to connect with a lot of people. And so from then on, it was just kind of been like figuring out how was the best way to connect with the most. Because I mean, there's athletes all over the world. It's not just here in America and it's not just in football as well. I mean, so it's been trying to just reach as many people as I can with my platform. And that's been kind of my main goal so far. I think for me, I never really wanted to be a creator nor an influencer. It was more so of my style and the foods that I cooked that kind of pushed me to be in that, that lane because, you know, a lot of chefs, you have your basic things. Like, let's say for one instance, there's bacon wrapped shrimp. So I created steak wrapped shrimp. So there's stuff like that that's like different. And they're like, okay, well, okay, we're gonna have to follow, buddy. Let me get a recipe what about how to. So that's kind of really how it started for me. And seeing that a lot of people that were even older than myself looked up to me in the lane that I'm in to kind of do crazy things and have fun. And, 
defeat the odds that are in culinary arts. Got you. I think, I mean, one thing I was actually interested to hear about is like, when you guys look at, you know, any influencers page, the content, you know, very, very nice, perfect pictures all day, right? What's that process looking like transitioning your Instagram from what is a regular person's Instagram to like something that a brand will look at at like a resume and be like, oh, I want my content associated with this person's work. You know, from that perspective, like when did that happen for you guys? For me, it happened probably about four years ago. So it was more so I was Deion Sanders' personal chef first before I got in with Zeke and everybody else. So first they're like, you know, prime time, he do what he do. (laughs) And so they're trying to see how he's eating and everything. And, you know, he's a very homey person. So you got the soul food and stuff like that. So it's like, how do you make soul food look like? What's on Instagram now is the bougie. We going to throw the drizzle around it like that, (laughs) throw a little flour on it. So it's more so how do you bring it and pop the colors to make it the attraction that people want. So whenever you're looking at social media, you you want, or food social media, you want colors. So that's kind of my thing is always making sure I have a variety of colors and things to mix the food I up. mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, you popping though. Like, look, you got this jacket. People come to your Instagram for you right, too right, now, right? right? Like, yeah, it ain't just that's the food. The thing. I kind of wanted it. So whenever you think about culinary arts, you think about it as the older white dude, you know, Gordon Ramsay, Guy Fieri, things of that nature. It's never a first priority whenever somebody's coming out of high school or doing things like that. It's always a fallback plan or if this doesn't work. So I wanted to live the lifestyle of an athlete or an artist or an entertainer while doing what I love. So just showing people if you follow your passion, you can still... You see, I got about five, six chains. I ain't counting. <laughs> I ain't counting this morning or nothing. But I got five, six chains. Yeah, I told you the most personality <laughs> we've had on the show. You know what I mean? You know, and, I, and I think that speaks great to how you differentiate yourself. How do you guys uh, differentiate yourself in what sometimes I know in your field can be a little bit of a saturated market? Oh, uh, yeah. For me, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that I've been trying to do with my social media platform has just been trying to figure out how I can stay most true to myself. Because I think, at least with my platform and what I've been trying to do with social media, it's been trying to inspire people to just be their most true authentic selves as they can be. Because I think in my experience with athletics, when I was still in the closet and wasn't able to come out and be myself, it just, it caused a lot of just internal like mental stress and stuff that obviously affected my ability to play on the field. And so I think kind of what I've been trying to do is just be my most authentic self and show people that, look, I'm an athlete. And yes, I'm also a part of the LGBT community and that's okay. I'm just like all the other football players on the team for real at the end of the day, like after practice and stuff like that, we were able to be buddy, buddy and everything like that. And so I think it was really just trying to show people that like there isn't one stereotypical person in the LGBT community. It's really, you don't have to set yourself on a box. You can be whoever you want to be and still do whatever you want to do. So Before you go tonight, I just got a quick question for you. Like, when did you, or was the decision hard, but between choosing sports and coming out? So like, it hindered your sports right. run. Yeah. So was it like, okay, this is more important than sports? Yeah. Like, how, how was that? Yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, it was difficult at, at first. I was probably getting to my junior year of high school um, and started getting recruited a lot by college coaches. And so I, I had to have a sit-down conversation with my high school coach, and I was like, listen, like, this is who I am, and I, I really can't keep being in the closet about who I am because it's just it's creating so much stress just mentally, and I'm, I'm, I'm not able to do the things I want to do. And so I was like... I'm going to have to make the decision to come out and just be who I am. And like, obviously that did have a a big impact on my ability to go play in college. I I was getting a lot more talks with coaches and stuff like that before I came out than I did afterwards. And so I do think that had a a pretty big impact. But I also realized that like 
at the end of the day, I didn't want to go to a team or a coach that was going to not accept me for who I was anyway. So I felt like I'd rather just be open who I am like, out front. When I find a team that really is going to accept me, then I know that that'll be a good home for me. So I was able to do that at Indiana State for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting too is like, obviously, I've known you like 10 years, right? Like a right. long time before you were any of these things, right? right, right. Like a, a player and all this stuff. Yeah. And so like, I think in general, like, you know, it really speaks to like what that decision really is like when it comes to like going into this field, right? Cause like you're worried about that, right? Like it's kind of like a For proxy sure. or like some sort of, you know, in terms of like how your audience will respect that. You know, your recruitment audience and obviously you gained a huge following of that because people, you know, you were a trailblazer in your own right. I think in general for all of you guys, kind of how do you reconcile the idea of staying true to yourself? You've always been true to yourself. That's the one thing I've known about Jake. He's always been true to himself the entirety that I've known him, even to the point where he's a mentor for my little brother because we all went to the same high school. So, right. like, you know, in terms of staying genuine to yourself and not trying to sacrifice the growth or the instant key press thing to get you to where you want to be, which is like a larger following, like, what's that like? So I would say, similar to what he said, you know, being your true authentic self. So I never, Chef Hoppy said, I never was trying to be an influencer. It just kind of happened for me. And a lot of times people try to fit me in a box. They're like, you have to do this one thing, like create this image. I was like, you know, well, I do it all pretty much, you know. And they look at my page like, what is it that you do? I play basketball. I work in the healthcare fields. I like to travel. I like to eat different foods. So I just want to share that with everybody. You know, you could be yourself in full capacity. You don't have to be one thing or create this one image. You know, you could be well-rounded right. and still have a following. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think for me, it's more so if I look at bigger shit, like I don't follow any other chefs on social media because I never wanted it to crop or, or tighten up on what I do. So I, if I see Gordon Ramsay or the other bigger name chefs that have followers, if I see how they're posting, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's how chefs are. But like you said, you, I have owned all this, da, 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 da. I'm not like regular chefs. So then you go to their pages and I'm like, well, dang, they got 100,000 more followers, but I get more likes and comments and interactions. So yeah. the, having that feel of cooking plus who I am as a person is kind of what pushes it hard. Just having fun with it and being you and living that life. So when talking about your social medias, like which platforms are you guys on most? Which ones do you feel like help you guys monetize yourselves the best and should even go viral? For me, it's definitely Instagram because that's where I kind of became an influencer. So I woke up and I had all these followers and I just it just kind of happened for me. Um, I don't really do too much of the other social media. I've, I've done Twitter, I've done Snapchat, but I feel like Instagram kind of gets to show your story and who you are more authentically. 
I think I would agree with that. Instagram was kind of what launched my social media the most, I would say. Kind of similar to your story, I, after, I kind of just woke up one day after the Ellen Show and like had all these new followers and stuff. And so, I mean, that was kind of like, I would say Instagram for me has also just been the, a, a good platform for me to be able to showcase like different things that I'm doing. Instagram, well, I was going crazy on Twitter, but you know, you always got haters. <laughs> so I, I recently had somebody who reported all of my videos that had music mm. in it. So like it was the first video that I got detected was a video of me doing something for my nonprofit, Feeding the Homeless. That's and, messed up. And it was hey. a little baby or something, you know, bigger picture or something like that. And they reported it, you know, I didn't say I don't own rights to the music. Mm -hmm. So that got suspended, but now I just go crazy on IG and, <laughs> and I don't really even worry about Twitter. I'm like, y'all can have it to be honest. Y'all can, yeah, yeah, can have it. Yeah. Money on IG anyway. <laughs> so like, I guess what I'm curious about is, right, like if it's something that you're kind of growing into and stuff like that, do you see it being like, when you close your eyes five, 10 years down the line, being a consistent revenue source for you guys? like? being an influencer, like, do you envision that your money will come from there in any way, shape or form? Like, or what's it mean to you guys? Ideally, I feel like it gives you a, a flexibility to do the things you really want to do in life. So like right now I work a nine to five in a hospital and I would really like to not have to even go there and do that. I could just work for myself. And I feel like having social media gives you that platform to get a monetary value that you could enjoy what you do and, and love life and be happy at the same time making money for a living. Cause we all need money at the end of the day, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I do think it'll be able to be something for me where I do wake up in 10 years and I'm still able to use it effectively to, to monetize what I'm trying to do. And like, for instance, right now, I'm in the process of writing a book. And so I think social media is gonna be a great way for me to obviously promote that book and I'd then even be able to sell the book on social media and online platforms and stuff like that, obviously using Galaxy. I think that would be a great way to continue to do that. And I do think social media just allows you to continue to connect with audiences, new audiences each day that they may not have heard about you before, but now all of a sudden they, they're starting to read your story. They're starting to click on new links and stuff about you. And now all of a sudden they're really invested. So I do think that's a great power of social media. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. So, <laughs> so well, words. Hey, the, the, hey. the only financial advice. The only financial advice you'll take from the show. No, so it's kind of like whenever you get paid for, on social media for being you and being who you are, it's kind of like a pat on the back. Yeah. So it's kind of like we see what you're doing, Naya. We love what you're doing in the community. We love your basketball. We love the food. We, we, can you help us get out there too? Because we want to be a part of that. So I think brands are starting to really understand that being in touch with people personally and can connect with the people that they want to reach, that's the way that it's really going. So at first you would just have the big superstars like LeBron James. Boom, you got LeBron James, like, okay, yeah, cool, but how many people can really re relate to LeBron James? So you're gonna come down. I'm not saying we're not on the. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> not many. No, not me. <laughs> so you're, they're gonna come down to where there's more people that can be more tangible and in contact with media or that they want to get in contact to. So that'll extend the life of social media, and you know, making it real monetary thing. And so again, this is this is new money brought to you by CoinDesk. I think obviously with you guys talking about the rise of social media and monetizing yourselves, it's kind of a culture shift in our generation where, you know, we're, we're no longer kind of living to work, but, but more so working to live. And, and I think that's dope. And obviously, thanks, Jake, for, for plugging Galaxy because, you know, me and Solo, <laughs> co-founder, obviously you guys, you guys are on the, the app with us. Greatest app out. Yes, hey, yeah, great, greatest app out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
And, and that's kind of my little segue into crypto and blockchain because that's what we decided to build our app on. What are you guys' uh, familiarity with the new technology? Yeah, like what are Not the first Not just the app, words? but just blockchain and crypto. Yeah, what general? are the first words that come yeah. to your mind? Galaxy yeah. app. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. Real, now, real talk. So, <laughs> Galaxy really is introducing a lot of people to that lifestyle and, and giving information because, you know, I really don't have time to sit down and, you know, trade or yeah. look at stocks and all that other stuff. And really, Galaxy is making it easy. It's dumbing it down to where your regular person who isn't really invested or have the knowledge to, you know, participate, live and do their yeah. life. But, you know, you guys are back yeah. there holding down. So that's really the first thing, because this is that's the first time I actually gave it any thought. Yeah. So yeah. I have friends and stuff that are into it and everything like that. But it's not like yeah. I was like, it's not you know, palatable. I might need it to, doesn't make sense. How much money y'all really making? The whole lot in the joint. So it's like things yeah. like that. But, you know, Galaxy really makes it plain for you. So yeah. you guys just would say in general, like crypto and, and blockchain at this Very point in time is it's tough demystifying it right yeah, now. Absolutely. Like it doesn't. There's a lot of stuff out there. You see people trading Dogecoin, meme coins, all this stuff, and you're kind of like, all right, like, what's this technology actually like? Right. Yeah. I didn't really know much about it until you had a conversation with me about it. Before that, I was like, what is that? I don't, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, for I, real. You know? <laughs> it's definitely, it'll be very interesting to see where it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see because, I mean, it's such a, a new space, I think, and sure. that a lot of people are still learning about, and I think it's, it's going to be exciting from our viewpoint to you guys, like having been in this space a little bit, like you guys talk about ownership of your own content a lot. Like we right. keep coming back to that stuff. And like, I think what I'm really excited about is just like the idea of like being able to like really own your IP. And I think crypto and blockchain technology, like obviously makes it really easy for you to do so. You as a person, ultimately being able to like facilitate peer-to-peer -peer relationships. And that's very big because people pay for peer-to-peer -peer relationships with influencers. It's not just like the exchanging of value, but then also it's like, oh my God, I get to exchange things, time, right? Finding a way to connect the world in a lot easier fashion. I think for you guys, it's really exciting. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. sure Spence has words to talk about it. Like he's lived it <laughs> in a number of different ways. He's been OG in the space, but. Um, it's hey, massive. Dog. Nah, 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 hey, hey. Don't, don't, don't do that. If I set up and start talking about this, it may take a while. I don't want to dominate the podcast, but nah, in general, I'm very excited about the technology, bringing it to the masses. But the most important solo kind of spoke about in you guys in, in terms of not necessarily being as well-versed, right? It's dumbing it down and demystifying it and having that easy education process. And that's what people of influence and, and people that represent underserved communities, right? Us being ethnic, obviously, in the L LGBTQ Not community. Good. In general, I think we all have that responsibility to kind of carry that torch in and go into that education process and dumb it down for our people. So, Yeah, I mean, I think you think about things for you guys. The, the thing that makes the most sense is like tokenizing things right now. I feel like people are talking about NFTs and stuff like that. If you're Naya, right, and you're on Instagram and like, collection of photos that you have that are just like precious right for whatever reason they're special or you know anybody right like chef hobby's special recipe or some shit oh, that oh you'll never ever make they all special you know what hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway and stuff like that be able to kind of bring that stuff to your fan base like you should be able to like make money off of that right like right, yeah. it's great you put your ip out on your instagram all the day it gets you likes but like does that like actually pay you in the same way you know, directly, right? Indirectly, of course it does. A brand sees yeah. it, they're like, yeah. I'll give you money. But at the same time, it's like, 
you guys being, you know, up and coming, like it's important for you guys to have as much control of yourselves as possible because it's a saturated market. Right? Right. There's right. tons of people trying to do it right. and stuff. And so when you think about like, you know, being able to own your own IP, you get to capture all of that. It's, it's really massive. And, and, sure. and lastly, to kind of depart from the technology a little bit, because you guys all have three kind of various lanes in the up and coming kind of yeah. creator wave though, like what do you guys see as next steps for each of you? The next steps, is really just tapping in. So right now I do, I don't want to call it the bare minimum, but I do what I think I can do alone. So that's just cooking and posting what I have, you know. So everything I post on social media is, is work. So I've already cooked it for another client or things of that yeah. nature. I'm not at the crib like, oh, I just think I need to make this real quick. So yeah. it's all, all in work. So really the next step is tapping into, taking time apart to do a cookbook yeah. or to, do cooking shows and recipes yeah. and things of that nature to really uh, give the people what they want. Shoot, I want the cookbook. Just <laughs> side note. Side really note. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me, I think it's, it's really just kind of trying to reach, find and reach more athletes who are still like kind of in the closet and or who are starting to be more comfortable about coming out but aren't necessarily there yet. Um, I think as, I mean, obviously we saw Carl Nassib, Nassib um, come out for the Las Vegas Raiders a couple weeks ago. And now that we have a, someone in the NFL who's currently playing and who's openly gay, like I think that's gonna be huge. And hopefully that'll inspire more people to start coming out as well. But I think that's really just kind of what I'm trying to do right now is really just keep the positive momentum going forward. And hopefully we'll start seeing more and more athletes like start to be more of themselves. For me, I would say definitely try to grow more out of state because I'm kind of based in New York. So I have like open runs and stuff like that. Originally it was just all girls, but then I had a lot of guys hitting me up. They wanted to do co-ed kind of situation. So I think moving it beyond New York. <laughs> <laughs> so um, moving it outside of New York. Talk about basketball. Um, yeah, dicey. <laughs> yeah. My organization really it allows females to have a platform to play basketball. So if you didn't go professional or you need a space to play and I want to host more events like for example, basketball and brunch. So you're, you're creating a family outside of just the sports world and it allows people to have a safe space. So what do you need to help promote that? Like take it to the next level? Yeah, I would say having events in different states. So not just in New York. I wanna have open runs like in California, in Miami. Cause right now it's just in New York. I, I have it just, you know. Yeah, well, let me know when you bring it to Dallas. I will, <laughs> look, Dallas is definitely on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, and I think uh, what you guys have all kind of talked about is growing the community, whether it's community to be yourself, uh, a community where you have the open runs in different states and all that type of stuff, or community following that, you know, is in the kitchen whipping it up with you. And one of the, the technologies, again, New Money brought to you by Coindesk and their obviously crypto blockchain publication. That's what the premise we feel of decentralization really kind of is, having that peer-to-peer -peer community. You know what I mean? Where it's not a centralized authority yeah. controlling controlling everything. And, and even in the app that we're building, our, our whole idea is to try to be as frictionless as possible. We want to be the third party that doesn't feel like a third party, place that is built for us by us. And I think sitting at this table or at this couch and a couple of chairs, it kind of kind of shows. I'm trying to sit in the kitchen next Bring your plate. <laughs> but no, like I mean, I think it's kind of when you think about it, just high level, and it's always great because we have a varying amount of people on the show, people who are you know big into crypto, people who are just now trying to discover and learn about it. It's kind of you know the point he's making is like 
you know, at the end of the day, we should live in a society where no one person controls the entirety of everything, right? right? Like you get on Instagram and like you get on TikTok, you get on these platforms or you get on YouTube or anything like that. Like they're able to dictate like, you know, this is what it's going to be like. These are all the rules, get right or get left, right? Like that's kind of like an issue, right? Whereas like you could have a world where, you know, the community as a whole is, you know, what decides the reason why the world looks the way it does and thinking like that. So like, it's definitely really exciting from that side of things as well. And lastly, I think in general, from my perspective, what I'd be very curious about is kind of, you guys are at this point of inflection, right? Like you could go down this path of like committing to like wanting to be, you know, a big, you know, influencer or all, all that stuff. And I thought we spoke about kind of like what's next for you guys, but like in terms of purely your community, Right. Like, is that something that you guys you know, want to go down into or do you are there other derivative opportunities within the entertainment industry or any things like that that you guys are looking at? No, not really, because influencers on social media is one thing. But if you really that in person, then that's really the goal, because if you that in person and you have a bigger connection like and, and really reach the people you want to do. Like I said, I don't have all the followers that the chefs have, but I can go out and, and sign an autograph or something like that. Yeah. So it's just really having that connection and being that in, in person. Yeah, for me, I think it's now that I'm transitioning from not playing anymore to now being more of a, a person who's trying to get more athletes involved, I think uh, I really do want to continue to be able to use my platform as much as possible because I think that's been one of the biggest ways for me to really reach other athletes. Can't tell you how many DMs I'll get of just other athletes that still haven't come out yet, and they'll, they'll be talking to me about how they read an article a year ago and, and it's still yeah. thinking about it today and like social media and like using our social media platforms is a great way to still stay in contact and in touch with people that we're trying to inspire. And so for me, I think being able to continue to use that is definitely going to be helpful. Um, I definitely agree with him because a lot of times, you know, being a female and playing basketball, you know, a lot of young girls don't have someone to look up to. Right. I coached elementary girls basketball and the first thing they said when I came to the gym was, wow, we finally have a girl coach. So just being able to, to have that platform to show these young girls that they could do it. One of the things that all three of you guys spoke to in terms of being in a new lane was being an inspiration to the next generation. And you know, when you're up and coming to be able to look back and also serve the people that are gonna come next, Obviously, once again, new money by Coindesk technology helps in that, but also just the path that you guys trailblaze every day with the way that you guys live. You know what I'm saying whether it's inspiring other youth and ethnic youth to, to be chefs, girls basketball, or to be their authentic selves, obviously uh, is an inspiration. So, you know, for me personally, um, on behalf of new money by Coindesk, my co-founder, Solo Cece, I want to thank you guys for coming and sitting down with us today. And, uh, and talking to the people. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah.